Volume 2 for the week of March 4th, 2018. My name is Justin Hurd. My name is Nathan Steinman. And, uh... Episode 5? I think so? Are, are we sure? I th- yeah, in the, uh... I could swear this was 58 or 59. I mean, that, that's if we count Volume 1 in, in total, probably. Well, there's also still the. Did you release the last episode, or is there just that last episode? Um, we have an ep- <laughs> We still have the episode that's just the, on YouTube. That's just the live stream. And then we had a lost episode that we didn't record anything for. Yeah, so that was fifty three. And now, so now we're five. So this is technically fifty eight, but it's up. So five volume two. Yeah, yeah. So it says it in my book. Wrote. Uh, I put a put a put the logo on a book so he's so he's actually paying attention well i realized that i hadn't for the first four episodes i had literally not made notes oh good good that might explain a few things yeah i mean it might explain some of the rambling bullshit but but you know you know which we're not doing right now never never not 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 one bit this is this is lean mean fighting machine yeah so, uh, Justin, what have you been working on? Jack shit. <laughs> Hello, Jack. Hello, shit. How are you doing today? Now, I I worked a little bit more. I you know it's one of those it's fits and starts. I'm this past week I literally have closed every single shift. So kind of takes the this wind out of your sails. And you know, getting you know dental work done, having to enroll kids, both you know each one a week apart you know doing all the good stuff ice storms you know yeah so it's just one of those that like hey i really don't have the mornings to work on anything and then i work from 2 p.m to uh 2 a.m now well you know some of it on the clock some of it off the clock he he does some of that to himself i don't know what you're talking about clearly you're drunk (laughs) and um so whenever i get home it's just really hard to do anything but turn on like YouTube and just kind of like, please let me try and catch up because right now is the wealth of uh, videos. The it's the beginning of the month, and so that means either everybody posted at the end of the last month or everybody's uh, posting right now, right? So because there's a new Condra, there's a new Lindsay on the way, there's new Todd in the shadows, there's new. It's just a plethora goddamn plethora it's all the it's all the things so um got a little bit more work done um i the one thing i am proud of it's something i did not plan to do i had originally planned with my um mentioning of arachnophobia just to have the picture up while something played in the background but i couldn't really find anything to play in the background so i just looked up the clip of the animatronic spider and while i was you know i was like man this is kind of cheesy but i can see why it would affect me and then the spider is on fire, jumping straight towards the camera, and Jeff Daniels skewers it. It flies across the room in a fireball, hits the pulsating egg sac, and its abdomen explodes. And I went, that's the point. <laughs> there that, it is. That, that's There's what, my childhood fear right that, there. That's where it fucked me up. Okay, cool. So I uh, Thanks, Ivan Reitman. <laughs> I messed around with that a bit and uh, was managed managed to include that in the video as just the ni- nice, you know. Sousson. Yeah, the sousson on top of uh, that point. So 
I did that. That's that's what I've done so far. Mm-hmm. So hey, I still have like twenty minutes left to work on the video. So you know, hey, that's that's you know, ninety minutes, forty hours of work. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, as as we've kind of talked about before. It's ninety minutes for one minute of you know mm-hmm. one minute of good uh, video. So that and I uh, finished up my year end list, which I'm going to release this month because, hey, sometime during this month, I'm not sure when, I don't keep good dates. Um, <laughs> the YouTube channel. Justin and schedule. Yeah. Not friends right now. Yeah. YouTube uh, does, or this will be the one year anniversary of the YouTube channel coming out. Yeah. So you, you definitely need to. Yeah, do kind of your do something for that, you know. Here are my favorite things from over the previous year, and maybe some of my favorite channels if I am feeling frisky. So, uh, Nathan, what are you working on? Uh, well, I'm wrapping up work on the top ten graphic novels uh, video. Right now, it's in the final stages. Not sure how completely final at this point because we, I literally have just moved from rough cut to final cuts so hoping i was hoping to get it out wednesday which was yesterday just a couple days ago whatever it is i don't know today Uh, is the four yeah (laughs) yes uh a couple days ago but then uh it took longer to do the things i was trying to do and now just trying to clean stuff up, make stuff look a little better. Um, having uh, ideas for future videos not coming to me. <laughs> but I also really need to put something out because I got to get to work on future videos that I have plans for. So, Well, also at that same point, we've gotten kind of to the point with our conversations when we're on the phone that you start going off on something, some rant. And I just kind of go, Nathan... This this is a video. Write it down. Stop and write this down. Yeah. Which most of the time I do. Most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes he just ignores me, but that that's fine. That's well, fine. Some of them I look at as there there's nothing to write there. It's literally just me bitching about stuff and sometimes the bitching isn't really helpful. I mean, to be fair, there are entire YouTube careers built around bitching. I know, but that's that's just not my it's not my personality most of the time. Like the ranting I can get I can like that will probably always be a part of who I am. But just mindlessly fucking bitching about shit in in a like very disorganized way, that that probably is not what I want my like work to stand on. I mean, we all adopt our uh, personas when we're on the YouTubes. Yeah, it's a figurative mask, not a yeah. not a literal mask, Stanley. I mean, they're all technically figurative masks, anyways. <laughs> so it really just depends. The big thing is, like, I really have noticed this time editing and being like, like getting finished with like a section and taking a break and then realizing. That I just needed to get back to doing what I was doing. <laughs> get more stuff done. So it was uh, it was pleasant how much like when you're in in deep enough that you're like, 
your body's like, hey, you, you need to finish that, you know, that thing. Why are you taking a break? Yeah. Or like if you're five minutes into a video and you're like, your brain's just like, hey, you should go uh, work on the video and not watch other people's shit right now. I, I, I'm also kind of at that point. Last week I endorsed uh, Titanfall 2 and my obsession has only gotten worse. Um, now, to be fair, the last time I really got into a shooter from this company, well, the people who created this company, they are the people behind Call of Duty, I used, I used the multiplayer of Modern Warfare 2 to write a book in 16 days. Fun. I would uh, write five pages. Every five pages I wrote, I got to play one match. And believe me, I wrote the shit out of that book. And uh, I, I feel like I need to provide, start providing a carry stick for myself like that. Because literally before you came over, I was like, man, I haven't ha- had a nap today. I can, I can take a real quick one hour nap. Or I can get about three, uh, three to four games of Titanfall 2 in. Or I could work on my video. <laughs> that that didn't occur to me. Um, in fact, I, I it was more. Or I could watch three interviews on Hot Ones. Which is your newly discovered. I mean, it's not necessarily newly discovered, but newly obsessed I, with. Okay. Uh, yeah, obsession because it, it. I guess just something finally. The flip finally switched. Where the switch finally flipped words. They mean things, <laughs> but um, it it finally you hit. Mean the swip flitched. The flitch flash. That there, there's a t-shirt idea for you. Swip. <laughs> the swip flitched. Um, but the um, it just finally hit me, and I started going like, oh, okay, this is this is really interesting. Like I actually. One, I love spicy things, so I really want to do a reenactment of that. Like, maybe maybe for a thousand subscribers, that'll be our special. Maybe, if we can get all the hot, hot sauces, that would be a fun one. Yeah, that that'd be an interesting one. Like, especially if, oh, it'd be really good is if we got someone else to ask the questions, and then we. Had to, like, <laughs> Uh, let's see. Can we get Zach to show up, or get Jeff to come up? Yeah, there you go, that Jeff. Be, yeah, and like, and just ask like the like each give him the worst questions to ask each other while oh, okay. eating yeah. hot stuff. No, there you go. Yeah, that would that would be a good. So yeah, I just you know I just keep sitting there and going like every time he asks that question, how do you do with spicy food? Like my mind just rolls through what my response would be <laughs> yeah. every single time. And I do love the way that he says, welcome to hot ones, the show where we ask hot questions and have even hotter wings. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, I you've just, fallen for the Sean Evans. I as, have, as we I, all do. I have. So it's, that's just, I've been watching that all yeah. I can. Just wait till you're just addicted to the first We Feast channel. And you just, oh. you watch most of the content that they put out. I don't watch everything, but, yeah, I watched the Burger Show on there has actually been very entertaining. There's actually in the I think it's the very first episode. There's a guy who wrote a, like a burger book, and he actually features the Oklahoma Onion Burger as Ooh. a 
as a burger on on that show. So okay, uh, it's kind of interesting to like see. Oh, wow! I know you don't think of certain things as a regional thing until you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that isn't something you see anywhere else, is it? But yeah, I mean that that of course that's the that's the thing that sucks whenever you're far enough away from Oklahoma. You're like, hey, where's the bra? Oh, oh yeah. What, what about Sonic? And no, okay. I mean, Sonic has a far much farther reach than uh, oh, Brahms. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that that's if I move anywhere, that's probably the thing I'm gonna miss is Brahms. Except you'll find something probably like Brahms that's local. Jesus. Your, no, no. your phone uh, your phone attacked us Com- completely completely different zip code Bing! so um how do you have anything lined up for your video after this uh i'm definitely trying to come up with something for april because i want to do a video for poetry month and i'm trying to think of what to do and then i do have shane Koisan. i'm i'm thinking about it i'm not sure if i want to do shane yet if i want to start with shane um the other thing that i have in the pipeline as far as ideas is i'm hoping by may to get out a video on the concept of widescreen comics and how they've influenced the development of blockbuster superhero films yeah that's a i don't know it's it'd be interesting kind of to also see what your thoughts are on it versus um what um patrick williams is doing because he did a whole thing on at least how hbo is ruining um films yeah. because of the the aspect ratio and them changing it on there yeah so well but the, the that's i know that's yeah. a completely different yeah. topic but at least it's also like not really what this this is more about how the right the I was, the influence of certain specific elements of widescreen quote-unquote widescreen comics right led directly to better film adaptations and or uh influenced the entire the influenced the entire genre to make it more cinematic into a certain way especially the superhero comic um and just how different creators uh affected comics over the generations to lead to I've already read like a whole book of interviews of Will Eisner and Frank Miller that have that I need to pull a bunch of quotes. Like I'm, I'm already getting ready. Yeah, yeah, you're getting deep. Yeah, and also, I think the first video I'll probably do from the list of top ten is the is on the creator Chester Brown. I'm just thinking his work might be something that I can explore. That's really just how different it is from so much comics work out there just in style and design but those are pretty much the only ones and then i need to actually get to the banshee chapter fucking video <laughs> the, the one that but i do yeah. have the book i think i finally needed the book i've been looking for this whole time right and uh that will finally provide one more information on artichoke and mk ultra and uh and it was a book that uh john ronson referenced acid dreams i I bought a copy of it because i literally read about it in ministeric goats in in the end and there's like bibliography kind of thing of like books that were like really foundational or how i 
wrote this and then I bought the Chester Brown strips because I wanted his uh, little short pamphlet on uh, why he doesn't believe in schizophrenia. Okay. But uh, he has, but one of the things he uses as a reference is also the book Acid Dreams. And I was like, okay, there's got to be something. I got to get this book. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it was, it was just kind of a nice coincidence. But I think I've, it might be the last piece I need to really do the Banshee chapter episode. Okay. Sounds good. There's lots of stuff in the pipeline, just none of it is like well, clear I'm, or cohesive yet. Yeah, and that that's my issue as well, is that I finally went, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. Let me uh, increase my workload. Oh, fuck. Uh, shit the bed. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Still cleaning it up. It wasn't pretty. Had to buy new sheets. Well, I mean, you did good with the Hellraiser Judgment thing. It's just like, and that was a very quick turnaround, yeah, considering. But I but... think it was also like you you had that kind of kick in the pants of like, I don't think this was supposed to go out. Yeah, it's not supposed to be out. <laughs> I'm not supposed to have this. Yeah, it was it was real fun dealing with Lionsgate going, hey, um, so I was trying to redeem my digital copy, but it didn't work, and they're like, yeah, uh, you're not supposed to have this. How did you get the Amazon? <laughs> okay, here's your free code. Thanks. <laughs> Fucking Amazon. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like it hit everybody else as well. I just took a different tact than yeah. everybody else did. Well, uh, Justin, what is, uh, is there something you would recommend or make people wary to stay away from? Uh, actually, I don't know. Cause uh, this, this one kind of comes with a dual kind of, um, a caveat basically yeah um one of our favorite creators nick spheres um recently came out with a video on beyond the black rainbow which is a 2010 kind of weird art house horror yeah art house horror psychedelia um very much influenced by the 1960s psychedelia um long and short of it is basically in the 60s, there was this awesome, um, there's this institute that was all about using drugs and modern technology to make you happy. And 17 years later, it essentially has one person leading it, one apathetic nurse, and a woman who is their only patient, who may or may not have psychic abilities. And Interesting. It's very much about putting you inside of the film. So I watched, I, I've owned this for years and just assumed it was a foreign film just from the look of the case. It just seems like something America would not come up with. And, um, I don't think least, the director's American. He's not, but at least something that would, wouldn't be released mainstream or, you know, yeah. sort of. It, Made it, by an American studio. Right. Basically. Yeah. So um, it, or it would be produced by us. It's just, it's that far out there. So, and I always thought it was an older film anyway, but so Nix comes out with his um, video and I really enjoyed it, but I also kind of feel like he completely ignores like a third of, at least a third of the film. Just like one whole section of it. Maybe he was trying to leave that for other people. I mean, I think it's more that there's not really anything that adds to the plot, except for one or two mentions, but it's, you know, probably a good 20, 30 minutes, you know, of it, and it's, 
uh, he kind of says, hey, it has a more cohesive plot once you get, you know, to this point in it. And it's true. It doesn't necessarily make it good, but it was interesting watching it and it allowed me to view the film. Um, it, it, I wouldn't say as far as like a racer head, but in a similar vein, like if you watch Nix's thing, but before you watched Racerhead the first time, it would have a very, it would illuminate quite a few things for you. Yeah, if you especially if you're not familiar with David Lynch's work, right? Would, right. It's definitely a. I would say that that Eraserhead video of his is like a primer if you're not familiar with Lynch at all and you're wanting to watch Eraserhead. Right. So I really enjoyed what he did with it, and he also does a lot of things. Sorry, she does a lot of things um, to get us to that point and of being interested and messing with our expectations yeah. so she's doing a good, great job um i just don't know if i would recommend the film it's really weird because the lead doctors his name the actor's name is michael rogers but he looks like christian bale like it if christian bale put on a bad wig and had lost a little bit of weight again this it's, it's they're, they're they're brothers just one's older but it's just it's so weird watching it and as i said like the film had me for the first half of it then it just kind of devolved from there it did like there's the a really great reveal and it kind of ties in what, what we were talking about with like mk ultra it's not necessarily that but it's about pushing consciousness to the brinks, which yeah. is Banshee chapter. It's, it, well, it's also it's a whole, it's a whole so much sub- of that 60s psychedelic yeah. culture. Is. It's a whole subgenre of horror. Yeah. Um, and they do a great job of illustrating it. But after that point, that's kind of when things... Well, it turns into a bog-standard slasher and a bog-standard, hey breaking out of the uh, oppressive societal regime only to realize that really it's pretty empty and here's all the monsters that this thing has created in its search for perfection. Yeah. Like, hey, we have the ultimate attainable goal. We finally did it. Here's all the fuck-ups that then they have to confront. So, well, And I think you might have specifically made the video because the director's new film came out mandy uh maybe which I've... has nicholas cage and is like a has a fucking great fucking poster i i have not seen it yeah. i i know he said that he or nick said she yeah. she found it and kind of looked online and it's kind of like what i did with yellow brick road and just went there's not a lot of discussion about this house yeah. of leaves as well there's you know what let's talk about this i think i remember him i remember Nick saying that uh, that she had seen Mandy already. It was okay. like, what the fuck? <laughs> it sounds right. Sound, but sounds appropriate for me. But, what the fuck? <laughs> um, it would go very well on her uh, that B movie show if she ever brought that back. Yeah, for for, some... th- for like the seventh time. <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem with that show is that the it ends up being too much like red letter media. Yeah, yeah, there's you know? that. Um, so you have to do the format so different to make it not feel like a best of the worst. <laughs> that 
I don't know how to kind of get around that. Yeah. So I, I don't know whether to recommend Beyond the Black Rainbow or not. I kind of need more data from other people going, hey, how do you feel about this? I, I definitely am interested to watch it because I've heard that visually it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm into movies that are uh, not necessarily great storytelling experiences, but damn, do they fucking make your kick you in the fucking teeth with their visual language would you say that they are more interesting than good what more interesting than good how did you know sir <laughs> so um you can always tell the shit we've been talking way too much about like it outside of podcasting and i'm sorry we don't speak to each other unless these are on it's a, it's actually a very pen and teller sort of thing he's pen i'm just a silent mute that you yeah. know he pretends like he doesn't talk <laughs> yeah yeah oh just one more thing <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't know what you're talking about so as i as i said i just with this one i'm just i don't know whether to recommend it i think it's cool i've actually actually i have recommended it to a few people just like even people who aren't into movies i'm just like hey check this out it's really weird so if, if, you're, you, if you're into the weird get into it yeah if you, yeah if you can get past the first hour but after the first hour it loses a lot of what makes it weird and i mean it it seriously and you know i'm not it seriously devolves into a um like one character just kind of becomes the standard serial killer that for some reason so runs into two random guys it sounds like this might have been the part of the plot where the producers were like, we need something. Yeah, yeah. We where need something. Runs into two random guys and then is talking at them like, you fucked her, didn't you? And it's like, wait, this... Mm, mm, Tone problem, right? Yeah, Tone I guess problem. I guess so. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess. You know, maybe. It, it's one of those... It's things. fine. There's, there's, it's fine. It's, we're fine. It's fine. I actually saw Dan do that on Twitter. <laughs> uh, to someone who like he had posted because he was working on like the 50 shades of gray trilogy of movies who that even he showed he did a paper with just the timeline of events and it's like the whole trilogy of of books from meeting to like marriage to everything falling apart or whatever happens in the plot because i haven't i don't know seen the movies or watched read the books or whatever what What? Uh, but uh like it's amazing the things that happen in three months you're like yeah wait there's there's no way no yeah three months it's it's three months yeah what it's amazing (laughs) it's one of those how does all this happen it's a whirlwind romance how did you plan a marriage and and then get married at like you know uh, it's a super rich guy so he's gonna spend a bunch of money it was and it literally is like a week from like it's like a month and a half into their relationship or something yeah yeah but you know it's an oedipus he has he has an amazing oedipus complex it's 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 beautiful how oedipus like his how oedipal his complex is oedipus cockplex is you mean bad words (laughs) you're not my you're not my role (laughs) you're not my real dad (laughs) <laughs> yeah but yeah he, he apparently because I, the dom has been going on these and lost adaptation in adaptation he admits in the second book that the reason he's attracted to anna and all his other subs is that they look like his mother 
and so he fucks them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So these are best sellers, guys. Best sellers. Yeah. Well, um, from what the Dom said, he 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 seemed to have found is that it was originally just one giant fucking book, that then they just cut into three books arbitrary sections yeah and which you which know, i mean it was probably just like fan fiction you were posting every day and just making shit up and all of a sudden it's gigantic and you yeah somehow there's enough well and it's literally all the almost every single major thing happens takes less than a chapter to resolve wow so every main plot point that you see in a write-up on it takes maybe three to six pages for it to actually resolve maybe well they're just uh but so so you lying so, through story so well you have well i mean it's you know um trying to remember it's dom's exact phrasing but essentially you know she should get mad at him but instead is overcome by arousal they fuck and she lets him get away with it and that could just be summed up for the every single, almost every single situation in the book. You can, but there's drama. They fight. She gets aroused, so they have sex, and it's over with. And he continues doing what he's doing. So it's some real, uh, well-written pornography right there. Not raping. Uh, hashtag not real BDSM. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag. So um. Nathan, what do you have to recommend or avoid? So mine's a little recommend, but it's more of a niche kind of uh, recommendation. Um, for those of you who are, you know, probably long-time listeners of this podcast, you uh, know that I'm a fan of wrestling, professional wrestling specifically. Um, and this is a podcast called Something to Wrestle About with uh, Conrad and Bruce Pritchard. And it is an oral account about Bruce Pritchard's time in different talents that worked for the WWE, uh, different events, and some of the behind-the-scenes going on from 1988 through about 2008. Ooh, my favorite er- eras in there. Yeah. The Attitude Era. Yeah, most, most people's favorite era is somewhere in there yeah yeah whether it's you know ruthless aggression or the the for some the some of our younger viewers uh the john cena super cena era is in there too i i would i would love you know i would i really think that john cena's career could really take off if they ever actually featured him you know but i I've just have a prominent I've, role yeah i've just never seen the guy like he's <laughs> Uh, cheap jokes. Uh, also, like on their podcast, they also uh, review different pay per views from those diff- that period of time. Okay. So they'll both watched and they'll go through kind of the storylines and what's going on. So you get episodes that are more about like a specific talent for a certain amount of time, like Undertaker ninety six, ninety seven, or sometimes you'll get someone's entire WWE career because it was only a few years, or it was out in in out in out in out and so there's kind of like a lot of that um 
the other thing is because it uh, covers the Attitude Era, there's you know a lot of really crazy stories of stuff going on, of gimmicks not working, gimmicks getting over, uh, as they say, who booked this shit moments. <laughs> uh, also, and what it's like to be on behind the scenes and planning some of the most memorable memorable moments of both the Attitude Era and beyond being a part of that and what it was like to you know work with those people or work on those shows and have the Monday Night Wars going on and people. I, I just remembered that I've actually seen WWE live wow that was a buried it was a repressed memory over there yeah yeah it was <laughs> I, I mean I saw it locally and I'm trying it was around the Attitude Era era that would have been middle school which is still fuzzy for me but yeah. Now, I, I seem to remember Kane being there. So at least it's after 97. Yeah, yeah. It would have been between about it would have been about 99, 2000. Okay. So, so yeah. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember much about it, but... <laughs> I just, you just recovered a buried memory about being at a wrestling pay-per-view, at a wrestling show. Yeah, yeah. So there, there was that. So I guess it didn't leave much of an impression, uh, and or you know life got in the way of you. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, but also like another element of it is the fact that Conrad, the other part of the duo, uh, they use he uses uh, wrestling, uh, the Wrestling Observer, PW Torch, and other you know stuff like Bleacher Report or newspaper articles or sometimes ESPN or sports center or whatever, whatever covered different elements to kind of like help cover the chronology of different feuds or different important newsworthy moments or, and also as they constantly refer to it, the rumor and innuendo uh, about which most of the time Bruce Pritchard will either confirm or dispel be like that's fucking horseshit i mean i i speaking of innuendo i was gonna make an oral joke or earlier but i did suppress that an oral joke or an oral joke oral Uh, motherfucker yeah well i mean oral is what you know you hear yeah oral is what you do with your mouth so exactly i just wanted to make sure we yeah. were on the same page yeah yeah i'm, I'm proud of you i'm okay. proud of you yeah yeah well Words, yeah definitions. let's yeah let's just uh bury this joke just keep <laughs> beating this dead it's horse gonna be buried alive yeah 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 no file file one, it two three uh but the other thing is is basically what is referred to in the professional wrestling professional wrestling industry as a shoot interview where instead of it being scripted and or in kayfabe as in keeping uh the behind the scenes stuff out of it it is very much the shoot from the hip no you know no scripted element to it other than just this is the subject we're going to talk about and conrad has a lot of research and information to go through to walk through different stuff the podcasts vary anywhere from one hour to like four and a half hours. Well, I I can't think of anybody who would make a four hour podcast. Yeah, I know. I can't think. Or of or either. shoot from the hip, I like know. that, just straight sh- from the hip. 
Yeah, that, that that does not sound like anybody we would know. No, that's not like anything we've done before in the or, previous or, or, years or, of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. That's what, what was what was the longest one? Five hours or something? Oh, I have no idea. We were doing two episodes a, a night at that. I know, point. but sometimes you would just release those two episodes as one episode. And... Oh no, that's that was our format for the very beginning. What for the first like twenty six episodes or something like that yeah. was just one giant fucking episode <laughs> and one giant talking tornado of fucking <laughs> i mean i mean hey that that's where we got super fan jeff straight from yes yes all our all our ramblings and he has specifically requested that we make this podcast longer and we have ignored him and just continue to try and make it shorter and shorter and shorter and not succeeding but i mean trying. i'm not really i'm not trying to make it shorter i'm just saying when just to be more focused i i like the focused part the focus part makes me happy words yeah so something to wrestle uh about something to wrestle about if i could say the word it's all in one thing to wrestle about i mean that that sounds pretty hardcore wow <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, uh, so now that there's that, uh, dead silence, yeah, very this, uncomfortableness, yeah. Nathan, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nate Wad Neutron. That's pretty much it right now. I haven't really been on Reddit in a while. And I, you keep I'm, talking about how you haven't been on Reddit in a while. It's, I, it's my running joke. <laughs> <laughs> I have been on Reddit in a while. Uh, no, actually, I, I need to use it more because it's a pl- good place to promote videos and content. Because, you know, forums and shit. Ah, uh, forums. I, I, I seriously, I like, I, I have a hit and run style when it comes to forums right now. And there's one forum I go to, which is the quarter to three forum. I'll show up, post, and then be gone for like three months and then come back. I'm out of this motherfucker. Post, like, post on like seven different topics. And then just leave because nobody's responding. Yeah, either to those topics, or, like you or, do. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm bad at this. So uh, so Justin, that, no, uh, where no. can they find you on the internet? JustinDHerd.net, JustinDHerd.com, JustinHerd.com, JustinHerd.net. Dubious consumption. I don't know where you can find me at JustinDHerd on Twitter is uh, maybe the best right now. There's also this little tiny thing that we start the podcast talking about I, I don't know what you're talking about i think it's i think uh it uses the word dubious um and it almost uses the word consumer no it's a it's a sidestep though it's yeah. a dubious consumption on uh, youtube and patreon.com forward slash justin d heard also um we should have as of the publish i'm not sure how many days they're going to be up but there will be shirts on t public yes when the new video the new difficulty concentrating drops we will tweet it out and from that moment to for as long as they're up on t public which is probably three to four days max we, I, I like we, it, like hey we're gonna, we're gonna drop it like it's the latest fire single what well, i mean it basically is for us it's the yeah. most fire we're, we're getting <sighs> well hey with that we can at least set fire to the hive yes we can so set fire to the hive.